0: Real Moms of Bravo. Real real, real, real Moms of Bravo. bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. bravo. Hello. Happy day. I hope you're having a good one. As you're listening to this, we are back to our regular programming. So in this episode, we're going to cover Winterhouse, Salt Lake, and Potomac. Let's get started with Winterhouse. Brian Benny must be protected at all costs. We should add we felt
1: this way before BravoCon. Um, like at BravoCon, we fell in love with him a little bit more. Um, Obviously, we have a little bit of a bias, but I felt this way before we met him. Um, He's just like that little brother that is like quite a few years younger than you. And so he wasn't annoying growing up and like everything he does, even if it looks kind of like not like stupid, but everything's just like endearing. And you're like, oh, like it's little Benny. He's trying. And like the fact that he's like, is it sexy? Um, that you know, I had to call my mom like nine so times. Many. Yeah.
0: But you I know. just find it found it so sweet. And I love that he gets to celebrate their culture. I'm all about that on any of these shows where we have multiple different cast members that celebrate people's backgrounds. So I was here for that. Um, Corey was not here for Casey's slander of Sam. I'm actually kind of surprised that he even said something. Um, pleasant, I mean, I guess pleasantly surprised, but I just want Sam to dump Corey.
1: Well, we'll talk more about that on Friday or Saturday's episode. Um, but yeah, I was a little surprised. I love that Malia was like, Oh, if you want to know where Corey stands, just talk shit on Sam and you know the unofficial relationship becomes pretty official. I thought that was a little odd too. Like, I, and I will say it was handled well. It was squashed. It didn't become a big thing. Um, and I think that's how sometimes you have to handle it in these situations. But I was, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, Corey, if she's not, yeah, I also friend, thought it
0: was funny, a little funny. I thought Casey went in a little too hard on herself. She's like, maybe I'm like, have my mean girl tendencies and like started going in. I'm like, <laughs> listen, you were talking shit and got caught. So many other do people it. in this house do talk shit. So I wouldn't yeah. go that far, but that made me laugh. And finally, we understand why Riley was at BravoCon. I think I missed somewhere in the trailers that she was going to be on Winter House. Did you miss that? Or was it just me? I missed it, but I do not like Riley. Um, we watched Below Deck and like,
1: doses. And any of the time she was on, I just... I mean, they showed clips of her. I could not stand her.
0: I found her to be, like, good television. Like, yes. very entertaining. But yeah, I don't know. This revolving door of people is like very kind of, it's going to be kind of interesting. And we've shared our qualms about um, Winter House. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I feel like this Winter House is giving um, when a, this reminds me of that season of Dallas where they had so many theme parties (laughs) because there's no storyline. Yeah, This is what this season's kind of giving to me in terms of all the activities, horseback riding, going with the, um, what do you call it? Tubing and like all skiing, like so many different activities that we're doing. Um, It's giving what's happening here. Like what's going on. So I think I this
1: is what happens though, when you have a bunch of people that truly don't know each other thrown into a house, like it just, the disjointment of it is kind of showing. And I do know like eventually they become friends. I feel like that could be a storyline there, but we're not really getting to see, as much of these friendships form because of the fact that they're always doing shit.
0: Absolutely. Last take before we move on to salt Lake city, Danielle, Danny girl, what is your take with her and Alex and Alex continuing to flirt with Jordan, even though Jordan says she has not wants nothing to do with it, but she's entertaining it. Like what's your hot take on that?
1: I was glad that Danielle gave another guy her number this episode. I think that's what she needs to be doing. She needs to be out there having fun, you know, she already kind of hooked up with Alex. It is what it is. But clearly he's not like trying to like make a romance or fling happen from this house. So
0: I think it's good that she just kind of I think she just needs to move on. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to Salt Lake City. Ooh, our women of Salt Lake are always delivering chaotic energy in many different ways. One of them being Uh, Lisa, so Lisa goes over to Whitney's house. Eventually she is able to open the door and makes it in there. She is just having girlfriend talk and venting openly about the Angie K of it all, um, Monica, the sound bath, why she like went off on her and she was not triggered in her conversation, but continued to seem like she was triggered because she was cursing left and right. And Miss Rose did not enjoy the cursing.
1: I was a little like, this is kind of like when Madison was in the beginning of Southern Charm and the season was like being a little too like Susie Homemaker. I'm like, Whitney, we have seen you do strip teases in your house. We have seen things that we wish we could unseen happen in your house. And you're going to act like, oh, my kids, like when you raise your voice. I think the weird part, too was Whitney kept saying it over and over again. She could have just said, hey, Lisa, like my kids are here. You're talking really loud. Like, let's like tone it down a bit and leave it at that. And the fact that she kept explaining it, I felt like that was only going to rile Lisa up. She's like, I understand. I understand. And she just, I'm like, is this how you have to talk to like people in business? Because no wonder like all your products are failing. Like nobody wants to work with you if you're going to repeat yourself nine
0: times. Nine million times. Also Lisa's grimace that she had, Like she had this, she was like, I understand. Like she had, like, it was like, she was trying to seem pleasant, but she was slowly getting activated (laughs) in different ways. I want to punch your face right now. Like, yes. Now she's like, now you're on my shit list. She's taking notes like Jussel, but in her head and it's showing on her face. So I found that entertaining. Um, Mary and Heather have a get together.
1: We got a little bit more of a tour of Mary's house. It's even
0: more chaotic than I would have imagined. It's disgusting. It's what it is. It's <laughs> gross. No one should have those chairs. I mean, it's for someone who loves to talk about how she's queen bee and the most designer, blah, blah, blah. Like all this, her home is giving. I it was, don't know. God, a lot. I, I would love Teresa to know. Gatti. I think that's an insult to Teresa.
1: Almost like it was, oh. it was like the, it makes, it makes my girl Jizzy look like she could have her own show on HGTV on interior design. It was just, it was a lot happening. Um, I love, like, I think the way Heather described it all was perfect. She was like, these Alice in Wonderland chairs that are like rainbow. And she had the rainbow flower uh, rose thing out. And then the Tiffany blue kitchen, these green car. It was just, all, there was a lot going on. A lot. Seemed
0: very dated, but she was so happy to have Heather there. And of course she's like, I have a connection. And you know, tell me about we you know, now that Jen's gone, we can be friends and (laughs) tell me about what you said about me in the book. And she acts like it's an insult, but really Heather could have said worse things about Mary. And I think she knew to not.
1: I mean, really, all she kind of said was Mary corrected me, Mary would insult me, and I would just take it as feedback and say thank you. Like, I don't think it was really honestly that bad. Um, And then the fact that, like, Mary was so upset by it. And I love that Heather was like, you called me, like, told me I look inbred. Do you think that's how I look? And she's like, I do. (laughs) And then she couldn't understand, like, why? Like, why? This is my thing with Mary. Like, I always say, like, there's a difference between, like, Delulu, that's, like, Lisa Barlow. Mary truly is just, like you've always said, like an alien. Like that is not how it works with people. You can't tell someone they look inbred, even if that's what you think, to their face and then wonder why you're not closer with them.
0: And also wonder why they said what they said about you in the book.
1: Yeah. Like that's a big insult to throw at someone.
0: It's horrible. But Heather also sat there. Like I feel like so many different housewives, this could have turned into like an epic like table flip moment. And she just sat there. And I think all the... Salt Lake women are so like caught off by the (laughs) alienness of Mary, they let it go. It's
1: also like what you're going to waste so much energy trying to be like, you can't say that to people. That's wrong. That's mean. That's blah, blah, blah. And she won't see, it won't listen. It won't like soak in. So it's like, I'm not going to waste all this energy on her. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think Heather could have been a lot worse than like could have said a lot worse and could have reacted a lot worse.
0: Absolutely. Let's go talk about Monica and her mom. So we have another uncomfortable conversation. This time Monica's mom comes prepared pigtails, burberry, probably fake burberry from head to toe and has her script ready and is like, okay, we're going to make amends. Here's your car back. We can change this. We, we can, can change this generational yeah. trauma. I was like, how many times did you rehearse this shit? Cause you knew a camera is going to be capturing this. So you can tell people you tried and suggested therapy. Yeah. And Monica in her defense throughout all that was like, we've already done this. Like, I think she caught on like, what are you doing? Like, this is not our normal interaction. Like it was giving like just very fake. Well,
1: and I kind of agree with Monica. Like, you know, she was saying on the cameras, like we've tried therapy before and she goes in there like not her normal self, not like if you're not willing, if you're going to go into therapy, whether it's two friends, a husband and wife, like mother, daughter, siblings, whatever it is, when it's two people trying to improve a relationship, if you're going to go in there and try to paint this picture of you being the perfect one, you doing nothing wrong, nothing, no progress is going to be made. And so I kind of get Monica's like, We've done this before. It's never been any like any positive things have come out of it. I've got four kids. I've got shit to do. I'm a single parent. Like, I'm not going to waste an hour of my day going to therapy with you when it's not going to do anything.
0: Also, how like fucked up is that she's dangling the car over her daughter's head like that? And is, like, bringing – all of that is just so dark. It's it's weird. I, and
1: Monica needs to, like, find a way to put the car in her name. Like, her yes. mother could have co-signed on it, and it's still been in
0: Monica's name. Yes, or yeah. drive a car that isn't a race driver. Yeah. There are I mean, other affordable cars out there. For shout out Monica. Honda Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, there's other options for you out there. So, I don't know. The whole thing is a little bit weird. But what else is very weird, and how also happened is in this episode – is Lisa Barlow rapping at Heather's event? So, Heather has a Bad Mormon event. Um, kind of like, how is this book continuing to have more events? Because I thought we had one last season and now we're still talking about Bad Mormon. I, I feel like this is the storyline. Like, the book is like everything keeps coming back to the book. I'm like, we had the,
1: like, I agree with you. We had the book last season. Like, we need to move on.
0: Yeah. So, we have the Bad Mormon book release, whatever reading excerpt. And I found the whole – what I found so interesting, and this is the Delulu-ness of Lisa. I'm like, okay, so a couple weeks ago, you're pissed at Heather for talking about um, your son's – I forgot the term. Mission. That they use, mission thing. His mission and criticizing it. And you guys aren't the warmest of friends, but you're here to support her Bad Mormon book, which really stands for a lot of things you're against.
1: I think – when they were talking at the roller skating thing, I think Lisa and Heather would like to be at a place where they are friendly with each other. Um, And I saw that at at the, not the ice skating, the roller skating party. And so I think by Heather asking Lisa to do it, like, first of all, no one has a bigger ego than Lisa Barlow. So that isn't, you know, like, I want you to sing, gave her the special rap. Like, I think that like meant a lot to Lisa. And then the fact that like Heather then opens up about how, I think when she told the story about the, she ran into the guy at the airport who was doing a mission, I think for Lisa, it made her realize like, Oh, this is why she wants to be involved in Jack's mission because she wants to feel like she can be there for the people that like the missions don't work out or they want to leave the church. Like, I think, you know, so Lisa like gets it that like, she was actually coming from a place of like, I want to love and support Jack so that he knows no matter what happens, he has other people for him because Heather didn't feel that way. Um, I just think it's, I feel like it's like this whole, like, one step forward, two steps back with them, because they're going to be yelling and screaming at each other in a matter of I know, that's why I
0: just found it disingenuous. I don't know. It just felt a little weird. I was like, but Lisa's like, give me a mic, give me a moment. I'm here for it. And Monica's like criticizing her and going off on her. So I also, you know, let's talk about Angie and Lisa. So Lisa and Angie go to head to head. Angie backs down to Lisa, kind of like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like I shouldn't have done it. She any does of this that couple. with everyone. Like she, she did does. That with
1: Monica. Like I think she either, she's very conflict averse and just is like, okay, I'm just going to agree and apologize and we'll move on. Or she just doesn't really know what her opinion is on it yet. So she's going to agree with anyone and that's going to backfire on her more than if she picked the wrong
0: side. A hundred percent. A part of me also wonders that this is my theory. I have a couple theories here is that Angie is seeing the sinking ship that is Monica and is trying to somewhat distance herself from her. So she's kind of being more agreeable with Lisa. I also talking about manifestation of a crazy ass thing. If we're talking about reunion and crazy shit that comes out of reunions, the binders, the newsletter the you know printout of poster boards. I want a letter from Jen Shaw from prison about oh, my Monica. God. Could you imagine? Like I just think that would be would not be hard to get. I think Jen Shaw
1: would easily do it. I wonder if Jen Shaw is writing back to people. You know, some people in prison will spend all day writing to fans. No,
0: I I feel like she might be, but I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm gonna but, send her a letter. I really will. Will you really? Please yeah. do. Actually, please do it. What are you gonna say in it?
1: Just love to know your thoughts on this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City.
0: I mean, just ask her about Monica and see what she's Yeah. Saying. And then I'll ask her how her and her friend Lizzie are
1: doing and what their new company is. And I'd love to invest. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Abby's such a shit disturber. You she guys. would
1: probably respond back to me though. She'd be like, Oh my God, this is perfect. This per-. like she probably would think I'm her next victim. Little I mean, does she possibly. know. I'm reading the letters on the podcast
0: you honestly this could be a whole new like episode segment part of real mom's bravo readings from Trenshaw. dear but, abby <laughs> dear abby yeah exactly uh but i think that would be so funny but anyhow that salt lake salt lake kind of feels like chaos are you enjoying the season so far or is it kind of like all over the place because i don't want to
1: say i'm me, not enjoying but i would not say this is this not the strongest um this isn't my favorite season of salt lake um yeah, I feel like um, I think it's hard, too, because there's so much on right now that like we have a lot to compare it to. And this to me falls toward like this would be on the bottom of my Abby Lee Miller period
0: um, pyramid. OK, there we go. Well, That's let's take an ad. Reference. Re- I, I followed. Let's okay. take an ad break here. <laughs> Even though my closet was bursting with clothes, I struggled to put together an outfit. That was until I found Quince. Thanks to Quince, I've transformed my wardrobe with timeless capsule pieces that are versatile enough for any occasion, this makes creating the perfect outfit so much easier. Quince offers a range of high quality items with prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from fifty dollars, washable silk tops and dresses, and comfy pants. With all Quince items, everything is priced. 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Not only do they have items you'll love, they'll have items for the whole family, like men's and kids' cats from your sweaters, activewear, pants, and plus so much more. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that are safe, safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices along with premium fabrics and finishes. And I love that ala Lisa Barlow. So what I love about this, guys, we're going into the holiday season. If you're thinking fancy presents for your mother in law, a cashmere sweater. I'm telling you I own one of these cashmere sweaters. I get so many compliments on them every time I go to the office. They're very versatile. it's very nice it's very nice quality. I think it's definitely a piece that I'll have from now until the end of time, and I can layer it. There's multiple ways of how I can wear it. So I think as we go into the holiday season, I think Quince offers so many different options for any family member in your life. Get high quality essentials at affordable prices with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Real Moms for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That is Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Real Moms to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Real Moms.
1: All right. The holiday season is coming up, which means parties, gatherings, uh, and oftentimes that means shapewear. And this year I am thankful for Honey Love because there is nothing worse than suffering from uncomfortable shapewear or bras. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. Say goodbye to uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honeylove's bra features supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing left. Plus, they're made with fabric, so you know so that's so soft you won't want to take it off. And their shapewear uses targeted compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. Get yourself the gift of comfort. Plus, for this month only, Honey Love is giving up to 50% off site-wide. I will have to say in Vegas, I was wearing the shapewear. I loved it. I hate when I'm wearing shapewear. And it feels like for a little bit, it's working. And then you sit down and you stand back up and it's rolling down. And you're thinking like, how do I get to a bathroom? How do I pull this back up without anyone noticing? I I think then it's, you're just in your head. It's all you're thinking about as you're talking to people. There was absolutely no rolling while wearing Honey Love. And it's, I mean, the reason why you wear shapewear, it gets you kind of, you know, compressed, sucks things in tight, right where you want them to be. So definitely recommend this, especially as you go into the holiday season, visit honeylove.com forward slash real moms to shop their November sale and let them know we sent you there when the survey asks. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 50% off at honeylove.com slash real moms this month only. Inventory is limited and the sale ends soon, so don't miss their best deals of the year. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them that we, the Real Moms of Bravo, sent you to their site. It's time to ditch the underwire for good, thanks to Honey Love. That's honeylove.com
0: slash real bombs.
1: All right, Potomac.
0: Uh, the ladies of Potomac always keep me laughing. Let's start with the Grand herself. So she meets up with Mia by the water, and she does not greet her with a hug. She gives her a handshake. It and- just killed me because this is so Karen and just funny.
1: That's how you greet an acquaintance, though, that according to Karen,
0: I was cracking up. I
1: loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I think I loved even more, though, the way Mia is like positioning her sobriety, air quotes. I mean, when she was like, well, I drink wine because you get that at the grocery store. So it's got to be healthy. I'm like, you can get a lot of unhealthy, like candy, ice cream. I would say actually like 90% of the unhealthy things in my home come from the grocery store.
0: Yeah. No, her saying that, like, killed me. And I felt like Karen's face was like, okay. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you're just drinking wine is really what you need to be saying. I drink wine now. I don't drink alcohol or liquor. um, But I drink wine. I also laughed as they left. She was, like, refusing to give her a hug. Um, Let's talk about Juan and Robin. Oh, I My big thing is...
1: I get you're going to stand by your man, Robin, but do not say in confessionals that he did everything right. And within his power when a lot of evidence is saying otherwise, I thought it was also weird when he was like, I love my guys. I love my guys. Like it was like all of a sudden he got emotional and was like yelling and it's like, okay, Juan, you are like, so I don't give a shit about anything. And this is like, I felt like to me, like he was trying to give like this performance of like, how he's such a caring coach i don't know a a
0: lot of it to me is feeling very like scripted and trying to like save face he's also making robin look like a damn fool like get mad like you're you guys are a couple a relationship if nothing was going on with him and that chick which i find it hard to believe that you just happen to be at a laundromat and getting your nails on i really find that hard to believe but I digress. Assume that we're Robin and think nothing's going on and just choosing to ignore the obvious evidence in front of us. I would be pissed at being like, listen, like if nothing happened, you're making me look bad. We are in the public eye. There's people who want to know about us and our relationship. Like don't make me look like an asshole. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I'm getting fired up now
1: (laughs) you're on the Robin meter. You're, you're, you're hot.
0: Yeah. I just, yeah. This is how she needed to be to want.
1: It was weird. Um, I don't, I don't know the dynamics of them. I don't know if it's because he didn't do the prenup. She feels like she's just stuck with this. I don't know. Like it just the whole thing. I was like, come on Robin, like have some respect if not for yourself or your sons, like let them see that you're holding Juan accountable for mistakes. He's made like, no one is without mistakes. This to me falls like as a bigger one, but like be show your kids what it means to like, you know, do the work and become a better person and turn it around. Like, instead of just like, no, he did everything right within his power. And I'm going to be like this submissive wife. That's just going to blindly like support and follow my husband. It's, it's bizarre. Honestly, I'm glad Giselle is kind of like, what is she doing?
0: Yeah. I'm glad as well. And speaking of what is she doing, Dr. Wendy, who are you? Dr. Wendy, with all respect, we've always given some love to the professor. However, in terms of your storylines, your last four seasons of being on this show, it's first season. I'm the professor. I'm on talk shows. Next, I'm not really the professor. I'm Zen Wen. Here's my line of three-way candles. Then it's like, I'm going to start a nightclub. Um, a Nigerian oh, nightclub. It's like a daycare or librarian by day. A library, yeah, a yeah. librarian by day, but then a nightclub. And now where we're at is I'm going to have a talk show, Wine with Wendy.
1: And she's like looking at like homes or apartments or condos, whatever it was to like film the segment, which I'm like, does she not realize? Like, I at her, she was, like, is this soundproof? I'm, like, you need to be in a studio. They have studios that have kitchens. I don't know if she's ever watched the Today show good morning America. I mean, shoot, I think even like Kelly Clarkson has like a kitchen that rolls out. Like this isn't like groundbreaking to have a set that can do all these things. I think if she were an influencer, it might make sense that she has like an apartment that's staged for like the right aesthetics to take pictures and all the things. But I'm like, what I, What are you doing? Um, and look, I reinvent
0: yourself. It's great. But like, this can't be your only storyline. That's what annoys me. Listen, all these women are grasping at straws for businesses. Some are doing it better than others. Like, totally get that. But I think I'm just annoyed because literally every season I'm like, okay, so, like, what's next? It just feels like she's throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. And this isn't sticking for me, Wendy. But what is is Karen's Pilates class. Um, just dying at the Delulu-ness that is Miss Karen as she tells the women about her health problems and how she had a health scare over 5% calcium (laughs) deposit.
1: I love how Giselle was like trying to figure it out. And she's like, it's good. It's not what she say, like, it's okay. It's just a deposit. I don't have like a blockage. And I love how Giselle was like, okay, we support you. Like, we're just like, we're just going to do this Pilates workout. And then shout out to production for making the workout video. They're like, it's new boob friendly. And like all the, it, that was like cracking me up. But the way Giselle was just like, we support you, Karen. All right. You can just have your moment. And we're just going to get back to this workout. That made me
0: laugh. I do like, what did she say? When, instead of saying 60s, it's like 20 times 3. Or twenty, yeah, I twenty three yeah. times, twenty three yeah. times, or something like that. I did find that kind of funny yeah. and cute. Okay, so let's wrap up the episode with the last moment of um this episode uh, Potomac with Ashley and Dr. Wendy. Ooh, Wendy Our girl Eric,
1: Ashley, being messy,
0: messy boots, so
1: messy. I like how production was like. So when you were talking to Wendy, you made it seem like Neca. Um, was the one bringing all this up when Ashley brought it up to Neca, and Neca basically was like, "That's what Osu means." Like, basically, said the same thing as like what Wendy told Ashley, but like Neca never said anything. Neca didn't say that Wendy was Osu. She didn't say that she had heard all these things. Like, it it was really messy. I'm a little disappointed in our girl.
0: I know, messy boots, but she's giving yeah. us drama. She's This is her producing hat going on. And she's like, I'm going <laughs> to do this. And it's going to backfire. The thing that cracked her. me up
1: is she didn't seem that drunk. She's like, I need to stay off the tequila. And I was watching her on that scene. I'm like, you seem pretty with it. Like, yeah,
0: she was definitely with it. She wasn't with it enough, though, because she invited her friend Deborah. <laughs> Some <laughs> refer to her as a character. Uh, I, thought that, I thought that was kind of shitty as well. But all in all, a fun episode of Potomac. So this wraps up our episodes for this week. Um, we will have another episode covering Beverly Hills, a Southern Charm, and Miami. Let's do our Shadow of the Week, Abby. Who is your shout-out or what? Who My shout-out goes to anyone who works at, like, the
1: daycare or child care of a gym. Um, I belong to kind of a bougie gym here in St. Louis. Shout-out Lifetime. Feel free to sponsor us. Uh, They have, like, an amazing – they call it Kids Academy, but, like, I don't know. I just can't get over like how like how great these people are and they literally get kids that are like wild on a Saturday Sunday morning just like hyped up running around like psychos. Um I'm sure it's not an easy job. Half of them are like 20 and I keep thinking like are they not going to have kids because <laughs> of this job? So, just a shout out to anyone that is working in that setup because I feel like it's just chaotic and stressful and um thank you for giving us parents a break
0: to go work out. <laughs> That is a good shout out. I'm going to give my shout out. This is kind of if you guys have been hearing my takes on this situation, you know, I feel some type of way. But considering she's keeping us chatting, I'm going to give it to the messiness and deluluness that is Taylor Swift. Um, her running off stage into the arms of this man as if she is not the number one pop star in the world is kind of crazy to me. Um, so I just think, you know, I was looking back at Taylor's past relationships. There was the photo shoot she did with Calvin Harris on the beach. That was really cringy. There was Swift. So, you know, I'm being a little shady here, but I'm going to give it to her for being consistent and, um, you know, just being a little corny and just keeping us I entertained. I think it's like, it's like a high school love, you know, it's just like new. And
1: I don't know. I think... I actually think this might be it. I really do.
0: I want it to be anything but that. But (laughs) we will talk about that more on Headlines. Okay, guys. We didn't quite make it to 1K reviews. But lucky for you, there's still time. So do your part right now and scroll down to your screen Um, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple podcast, excuse me, scroll down and click tap five stars or write a re- review. Thank you, Jen S. Love these ladies. I'm um, so happy you have three days a week. Uh, Dale, thank you so much. M um, and STL, we really, really appreciate the support. We do this all for you. And with that, we'll catch you later this week. Make it a good day or not. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old.